Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, April 26th in the year 2022. So much going on, as always, lots of chaos and lots of things. Liberals are panicking. That's always a good thing. Can't complain about that whatsoever. Enjoying watching those meltdowns. It's enough to pull your lawn chair up and grab a fresh, squeezed glass of lemonade and just kick back and watch, I'll tell you. Remember to keep your immune system up. That's one of the most important things right now as they increase 5G waves, as they push more panic into the system, as they develop more crazy fear porn for everybody to be consumed with. Remember, we are consumed and surrounded by the enemy. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. It's really important, Patriots, that what we put in our body, we're conscious of. I think as part of this awakening, people are finally waking up to the fact that reading labels is essential and understanding what goes in our body has direct consequences of how we live, how our body temple is maintained, and what they're trying to do to us. Listen to this piece. This right here is one of the biggest scams in America. I can't believe it's not butter. This stuff is straight poison. And the most crazy part about it is that it's actually endorsed by the American Heart Association. Now, when you turn to the back, you see the ingredients, soybean oil, palm oil, and a bunch of other garbage. This is a huge reason why over 600,000 people die every single year in America from heart disease. It's because the American Heart Association is accepting millions of dollars from these food companies to endorse their toxic products. So go to my Instagram stories right now to find a much better solution. Peace. That's Coach Jeremy on TikTok. So the important thing here is to understand that the FDA has always been in bed with corporate agriculture. When they brought out margarine originally, it was white. And in order to sell it, they had to incorporate a yellow coloring. Originally, the Dairy Association fought back on that and required that when they sold margarine, they were able to sell, make them resell it as a white blob that then you could add the yellow coloring to it, and it was sold together as coloring packet with the margarine. 
as things went along, miraculously, and I'm sure this is purely a coincidence, milk fat was connected to, milk fat and bacon were connected to high cholesterol buildup, of course, after people were eating margarine, and the high cholesterol attack then began to connect heart attacks with bacon and whole milk. You're seeing the picture now. And that started to cut down on the small farmers and push people towards the produced food products. And this was in the 1950s, late 40s, 1950s. Until now, fake foods has become standardized in our world. Of course, you know that there's some stuff going on at Twitter right now. Um, we're just going to play a little background music as I talk about this. I think it's appropriate. So poor Twitter people. They're having a very suffering day today as they got news that Elon Musk is going to make it a free speech platform again. And it's, I feel for them. It's a sad day that they deal with the trauma of having to once again be exposed to those vicious right people that speak truth. May we all have a prayer for them and understand that they too shall endure this. It's a tough day for Twitter and people are leaving their blue check accounts and abandoning Twitter. Well, patriots, what can we say? The sun shines and will rise another day. <laughs> I'll tell you, triggered liberals. What can we say? They're too much. But this is a really interesting piece that Dr. Lee Merritt sent to me this morning. I'll read it. It says, in Provoke Fees Suite, eight, and this is uh, a book, a Lieutenant Kyle is created mistakenly by a typo that results in money being sent and spent by two enlisted staff at a remote Russian army outpost. They create a fictional history paper paper trail to justify the money they are receiving until Lieutenant Kyle, or Kaij, I guess it is, is awarded a commendation. Then they must report his death in quotations, to avoid getting caught. Then the question is asked here, how many people exist only on computers but are collecting a government check and voting? How many Americans only exist in silico? Why do you think they're so afraid of revealing the bots? You starting to see the picture? Facebook, Twitter, all these people have created fake people that are drawing government checks. And once they reveal those, you're going to find out how these companies have been able to subsidize themselves. It's one. It's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come together today very humbled, very awake and very aware of a world that we live in that is truly just a lie. So much of what we have been shown, what we've been taught, what we've come to understand about our world is completely inverted. And the more that we go down this path, the more our eyes are opened, the more that we rely on you and discernment in all that we do. Father, it is a constant fight for us to, to find truth, and yet as more that we find, we discover just how morally bankrupt so much of our world is. And as we see that, we see again why the war on faith has been so intense, to separate us from you, to separate the world from you to denounce Jesus, to denounce you, to create a walking mass of zombies that literally embrace 
Baphomet and Baal and the satanic church and the many despicable things that have arisen because they see the self, they see the me as the center of the universe. Father, we pray today just to see this entire world that they've created begin to show the major fractures, to rupture the darkened hearts, to literally shake the foundations of the world of me, to show people how short it is, how painful it is to walk alone, how much betrayal Satan really is, to reveal the true nature of Lucifer's lies, to reveal the true nature of the trickery that's being used by Baphomet, Baal, Malak, Malak, all of these evil entities that are continuing to deceive people, lead them down a path of deception, lure them with promises of wealth in material things and the illusion of power and the mightiness of being greater than human. The, the issues of transhumanism to somehow transition people to another species or the promises even of being mighty like a god. Lord, we just pray that all of these illusions will be shattered. All these lies will be revealed. That those that are in that darkness will have to confront the absolute truth of what they're worshiping and who they are. That they will be brought to their knees to confront truly the true nature of their decisions and held accountable in a way that will give them an opportunity to make a choice. The valley of decision to choose to either to walk with Jesus or to walk away. But let us no longer be deceived. For those that are walking in a twilight and in between trying to put one foot in one world and one foot in the other, Lord, we just ask that they now be forced to make a choice, to make a choice between walking truly with that, within your light and within that walk of Jesus or to walk away. But we don't have a space, Lord, for in-betweens. We must start to have a divided perspective on the world, more, even more than we currently see. And we know the strength that we walk with because these people and the illusions that they live believe that they are above you. They believe that their world is outside of you. And so we just pray that that illusion will be revealed, that they will have to confront truly what it is that they are part of, what it is that they support, and the consequences of the decisions that they have made. We know this is not going to be an easy walk for anybody. We know that this is going to challenge many for their very basis of how they are. It will shake many to the core. It will rock the foundations of what people truly believe. And it will leave people in a certain way in desperation in many points along that journey. But Father, we just pray that that's where our opportunity is for us to have that occasion, that interaction, that intersection in our lives, to be able to be there as their world collapses, to extend our hand of grace, to show them the direction to Jesus, and to offer them an opportunity to walk with the power and that love that we carry within our hearts that puts us outside of all this crazy. We're not, we're not in any way, Father, living in a naive world or some sort of perception that this is going to be an easy walk. We know that you've put us here for a reason and we're truly blessed and humbled. So for the transgressions we've made, please forgive us for those trips. Please forgive us for those missteps. Please forgive us for our sins, Father. We're not perfect. And none of this is about judgment. This is simply in our own case, as I think you will hear our hearts, it's not about judging them. It's about clarifying the world. It's about seeing clearly what's before us. And the farther we go down here, the more the world reveals itself. But the sadness for us is to see so many still trapped within that dark matrix of lies. That's where our prayers focus, is to shake that matrix of lies, to break its fabric, to shatter it so people can't find the continuity in what's being said, to, to 
bind the tongues of the many that are speaking lies, to force the politicians to speak truths, to quit spinning tales about whatever is going to benefit them to make a better vote or to get more people out. We need truth, Father. And so we pray truly for the truth and the power of truth to rupture through all of this, to be spoken by the many. And that is in itself a demanding moment for everybody as we begin to hear truth, how people truly feel, how people truly think. No deceptions. Let it be all on the table. Let us speak truth from the heart and let those around us be compelled to speak the truth and let the politicians, the leaders, the influencers, the CEOs, the entertainment people, all of these people that think they've got it all in the bag, that can deceive people, tell them whatever, and expect that the masses will follow them like obedient sheep, let them be surprised. Let them find that as they speak the truth, that it's not heard as truth, but it is heard truly as the lie that it is, and in so doing, reveal underneath the true motives of who these people are. We need this shakeup, Father. And if we can do this shakeup to continue to rupture the people from this matrix, to lead them away from this darkness and lead them into the light, to see these empires crumble, to see the foundations that the billionaires have made to use for themselves and the exploitation of humanity, to just start seeing that slide and fall away. And to once on that other side to start seeing the emergence of sovereignty and freedom and liberty. And most importantly, that empowerment to know that through you, through the communities that we built, through the fellowship of Jesus, that we can truly reset this world in a glorious way, a way that gives us peace and contentment to our souls. So we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We will wage spiritual war every day. It's important. These people are truly foolish. This is a three-minute piece. It's interesting. It's listening again to the perspectives on, it just never ceases to amaze me, how deeply inoculated people are at university in trying to justify abortion. I just can't get over this, but here we go. ...is that unborn fetus that cannot live outside the mother, what right do you have to tell me to carry it to term if it's an unplanned pregnancy, and odds are that if it goes into the foster care system, it will face severe neglect and abuse. So you believe that we should have the right to eliminate the sufferer, not the suffering. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying at all, and that's not what my question is. You just is. said that if you knew for 100% certainty that the child you're birthing is going to have a lifetime of suffering, that it would be better for the child for you to kill and the life of the child and for the child to suffer. So instead of attempting to solve the suffering of the child, you've just eliminated the potential sufferer, right? My question was how do we end that suffering to make bringing a child that is unwanted into this world justifiable? Well, so I think there's a lot of things. we solve those problems? We absolutely, I mean, as pro-lifers and as Americans, we care about the children in foster care. We care about children who are being neglected who are living on the streets with their parents. Um, these are things that we as Americans strive to fix, right? That we give to charitable organizations, that we're involved in organizations in our community and churches in our community to solve these problems. So I actually don't believe anyone in this room, uh, regardless of whether or not you're pro-life or you're pro-choice, uh, thinks that children should be suffering 
uh, in foster care or children should live through uh, hunger or homelessness. Um, but what you're advocating for is you're trying to justify legal abortion by saying some people are going to suffer, therefore we're going to play God and we're going to eliminate the sufferer. I think that's absolutely wrong. One, because people come out of adversity. People do suffer and we will all suffer in our life. But I think it's wrong for you to say, you will suffer, therefore I'm going to kill you. So bringing back to my question, how do you propose we solve those problems for the children that are suffering? So do you want to go through today all the world's problems and all the United States problems to try to stop? Because this is a common thing we hear in the pro-life movement. You're pro-life, but you don't care about people once they're born. You don't care about women after they're born. In fact, if you have to be pro-life, we have to do 30 different things. Yet, are you upset that the American Diabetes Association doesn't fight cancer? I specifically simply asked about Do you, the cost Are of you upset system? that the American Diabetes Association doesn't fight cancer? No. Why? Because they are the Diabetes Foundation. Exactly. I'm the anti-abortion. These people are so confused. And I think that most of it, when we listen to these liberals and the questions that they bring up, I truly believe that they're afraid of a world. They're fearful of a world. And they're fearful even of being a parent because they feel within themselves that they're not capable. And where does this always take us back? It always takes us back to the relationship we have with God. Always. These people have grown up on social media They've grown up in a world like we began the show with, with a world where many of the people they're interacting with aren't even real. They're fake. And they've been programmed. These bots, these AI-driven bots have been programmed to develop conversations that lead to a belief system, which they believe then that they're in a majority. Their complete social circles are artificial. I mean, this is truly Satan's hand. So they're in an artificial reality, and they've built up a complete paradigm in the world that they live to shape an idea of justification. Notice the words that she said. It's important. Murder and kill. Those are two really important words. So none of these, I would argue that not one of these people that believes in abortion has ever lived on a farm. They have never butchered an animal. They have never dealt with the true sense of life and death because these words murder and kill, there's such triggered words. She completely changed her discussion, her question. Her question started out about very simple, and it's on, It's there. She wants to know about, she thinks it's justifiable to abort a child because it potentially might have a bad life because she made a bad decision to get pregnant because she made the comment, it's an unwanted pregnancy. Well, then I'm going to be blunt. Don't spread your damn legs. It's that simple. So if and if you're going to take the next piece and they're going to say, well, it's a rape. Well, okay, we're getting, this is what they like to do. They'll say, well, what if I'm raped? I'm going to tell you this. If you're raped and you truly don't want the child, start talking to a community that does because there's many people out here that would willfully and gladly adopt a child and raise it. But if you're going to be in a place where every single time you're, we're taking this one piece. I mean, the question I'm going to ask is, why are you so obsessed about rape? Okay, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. 
because it does. And those men, by the way, just so I'm clear, because I don't ever want to be sexist in this thing. If, if I had the choice over any man that raped a woman, I'd whack his, his stuff right off in public and I'd, I'd hang his butt the next day. I'd have no problem doing it. It is absolutely disgusting. So let's just be clear about that. So the, the whole thing here is there are consequences, and we've lost a world where there's any consequences. So there's a fear that's been built up for whatever reason. Her fear is this is an unwanted child, all right? But at the same time, there is, there's this disconnected logic that then goes to this place, of, well, how are we going to keep all these things from happening from children? This is the liberal mindset. How are we going to change the whole world so it's safe? The answer is you never will. Because God didn't create a safe world. He created a world that challenges each and every one of us. And it challenges us because that's how we grow. That's how we get strong. That's our dependence on him. But when we wander this world, and this was even in our prayer today, when you're wandering the world alone and you're disconnected from God, of course you're going to feel afraid. Because the core of that connection that God gives us is unlimited strength, and there is no fear in this world. So embrace what God gives you and run with it and become glorious and become masterful and become a great warrior in the world of Christ. It's basically it. But this person that is talking here about justifying abortion, it ultimately comes down to the core value of fear. And that's why, that's why liberals right now are literally triggered in Twitter because they're fearful of having to hear truths. No, no, no. I don't want to hear these things. They make me upset and triggered. They're fearful. This is a class of people that have been so debased, so unraveled, they're not even human anymore. They're not even human. And they're sitting here feeding off of artificial foods, and, and they may not be. They might actually be all vegetarian or something. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to generalize too much, but I can come up with some great profiles, I'll tell you. Skinny jeans and soy. But anyway, that whole point is that they are a fearful class of people. I have yet to meet liberals that aren't fearful, and I mean that, because they manifest all of these things, and they turn that their fear is converted to anger and hatred because if you don't listen to what they want you to do, you become an enemy of them. And it's like, okay, there's no compassion. There's there's nothing out there, right? I mean, what's a courageous liberal? Is that Antifa where you burn a building down? Is that BLM where you burn a building down? Is it Antifa BLM where you beat elderly in a crowd or you start ganging up on people to kick them, use pepper spray, beat them. Is that what you do, threatening their families? Is that courageous? Because it's not. And that's the definition of liberals' courage. Or maybe you want to look into Angela Davis or the Weatherman. That's their courage. That's their perception of courage. It's not. And that's the sad part because the greatest courage in this nation rests with those that carry God in their heart. We just need to be more vocal. And with that, we're going to, let you think about that all day and take that to prayer. We need to be stronger in our voice because we're representing God. We are emissaries of God. And I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of seeing those mouthy liberals, this satanic order, try to take over a world that God gave us to steward. It's time we put an end to this garbage. And we can. It's that simple. So 
I proclaim this space, Bard's Nation, this digital space that we have as drama-free and Christ is king. And if that doesn't suit you, well, there's plenty more out there. But that's where we are. All right, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need a lot of prayers for the shaking of this liberal nonsense that's going on out here, the fearfulness of our nation. It needs to be stripped away. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, fearlessly for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for part two of the interview with Dr. Brian Artis. Also, it looks like we're going to have a two-part interview. It's going to be fun. Thursday and Friday night with the Resistance Chicks, which is going to be awesome. Lots of good things this week. Patriots, I'll see you this evening, or until then, or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, Ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.